I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan Mouse. <laughs> this is the Mutant Ages. <laughs> well, I mean, Disney owns X-Men now, so we're That's all true. related to Mickey Mouse. Whether or not we want to be, we're we all are. a big happy family. We're, we're all a figment of his imagination going out of control, mm-hmm. as, as, as you may know if you've ever been to Disney World and seen Fantasmic, where he's like, sorry, my imagination is going out of control, so all these characters are here, and we're like... <laughs> What? Yeah, Mickey Mouse in the world of Fantasmic is Wanda Maximoff, and not enough people talk about it. It's not even Fantasmic. It's just Disney. And we're here to talk about it on our show. Yeah, can you imagine? We're talking about Mickey Mouse's powers, his power set in Kingdom Hearts and also Disneyland and World. Well, he owns the X-Men. Uh, but we're mostly here to talk about the X-Men anime because that's what we're watching on this show where we cover every adaptation of the X-Men. That's right. Who aren't at Disney World yet. 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 Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. From the comic book pages to the going to include at Disney World are going to be the anime ones. Can you imagine that if they were like, this is the only thing we're taking? <laughs> that would be insane show. if we had just five fucking Dr. Sasaki walking around and being like a huge fucking bigot. It's like, well, you know what? You fit right in with Florida. Yeah. And being like Moira McTaggart, basically. But like, for some reason, we're not going with Moira. We're going with Yui Sasaki for just no reason. <laughs> Honestly, it makes about as much sense as anything else. But yeah, we're closing in on the end here. This is episode 11, Revenge. Next week is the finale. Todd's going to come back and talk to us about the finale. I'm very excited about that. Uh, but we are watching a very long Dragon Ball Z power-up happen with this new character, Takeo, that we've just met, who is basically Proteus. Do you want to do a previously on the X-Men on how they walked from one room to the other? Sure. So Yui Sasaki is the Moira McTaggart stand-in who has a secret child with Charles Xavier, who is not Proteus, not Legion, but a guy named Takeo, who I don't know how old he is. He looks maybe like 13, 14 years old. I would guess he's the same age as Hisako. I don't know. Like, how many years has this kid been locked down in the basement is my question. Yeah, how old is Hisako? Wouldn't that make sense? Yeah, she said she was a sophomore, so I'm going to guess she's 15 or 16. So he's probably about the same age. Okay. And he is very sad and skinny and emo because he has been separated from the entire rest of the world. And Mastermind, who is the flamboyantly gay villain to counteract the terrifyingly realistic bigoted villain in Moira slash Dr. Sasaki, Mastermind has snuck into this lab, has sort of insinuated himself into Dr. Sasaki's life so that he can brainwash Takeo, her secret hidden son, 
And for how many years is the great question? Know. Maybe eight years. Well, no. Well, we know we know only nine months because remember we heard. Okay. We heard. So it's only that, been. So he's only been torturing this kid for nine months. Although there's just an insanely long time if you think about it, because I, this kid's already been tortured. I would say since childhood, since he was like ten or whatever age this thing happens that we can get to in this episode. I mean, that is what Hisako literally says in this. Yeah. Hisako is like, what the fuck is wrong with all of you is kind of what she gets yeah, to. Yeah, we get, we get some more backstory on what led to Ko into his basement prison and like what is going on. I still honestly don't understand what's going on with Charles Xavier though. I'll say that. Even at the end of this I mean, episode. He's been driving a plane. He's been flying a plane for how <laughs> many episodes? I don't know. At least Which is four. so funny. He's been flying from New York to Japan for four years. Um, Which is like <laughs> hilarious because when the X-Men were doing it, they were like bopping back and forth like four or five times between one episode. Yeah. And it didn't take them that long to land, even though they were also intercepted by a monster. So... Okay, so here's my question, and maybe this will be answered in a finale, or maybe we'll just all speculate about it with Todd, but the snow monster that grabbed the X-Jet a few episodes back when they crash-landed here in northern Japan, was that Takeo's powers? It was, right? Or Marsh's. Yeah, or was that Marsh? Right? Well, okay, but here's the thing, is that I remember Logan holding the snow and being like, there's crystals in the snow. And like, is that ever going to get explained? Because I feel like it's not going to at this point. Me too. And part of why I think it's Takeo is because you remember Storm picked up some of the snowflakes in her hands and she was like, these actually aren't snowflakes. They're not melting. They're like little diamonds. Remember? She was like, yeah. I don't know what this structure is. And Beast is like, what an unusual crystalline structure. Remember? That's that's true. So okay, I so maybe it is Takeo because it can't be Marsh because Marsh's powers is just jizz. Yeah. Jizz and covering himself on top of his friend Rat, who is dead now, who can become a metal ball, and they became okay, a snowball. Hold on a second. <laughs> Before we kick off this episode, I just have to say this is like the gayest show episode of this anime. <laughs> That's really or saying possibly something. All X Men shows. Because it is. It is I okay? This show. Okay, this episode is like. On LSD. It and is. I like was losing my mind watching it. It's a good episode. I'm probably gonna give it a high rating because it was very enjoyable, but it is like crazy shit is happening, which Todd did warn us about. He's like, somebody's gonna just drop a brick on the fucking pedal for the remaining two episodes. Mm-hmm. So just be prepared for that crazy shit. And yeah. I was losing it. I was like in our Slack chat for the Mutant Ages, and I'm like screaming at Todd and Maddie is like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, there's a like... lot of extremely trippy sequences in here, mostly due to what is revealed as reality warping powers on the part of Takeo. Yeah. He's much like Mickey Mouse and Wanda Maximoff. He is capable of warping reality around him. Right, you know Mickey Mouse, the time Yeah, you know famous characters who can warp reality. Mickey Mouse, Wanda. Mickey Mouse. Takeo. <laughs> Okay, Takeo, and this looks like Legion. He does. Did you notice that? Yeah. But he's he's so much sadder than Legion, I feel like. I mean, they're all they're sad. They're all sad. I guess it's, Legion it's a and Perdius were fucking tortured by adults yeah. for their entire childhood for being overpowered and yeah. mentally disabled. So so the other piece of it is that Takeo has telepathic powers and reality warping powers, which I'm like, that's too many powers. You guys needed to make a decision. Yeah, but so does Wanda. She she has this level of telepathy? Because I assume it was Takeo that 
Xavier was fighting with. Okay, I don't think Wanda has telepathy in the comic books, but I could be wrong about that. But I know in the the version for the MCU, they started her off as a telepath, telekinetic, mm-hmm. and then they were like, also, she's a witch that can control reality. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the whole thing going on in fucking um, WandaVision is that she's in everybody's brains. Well, I guess if you can control reality, why can't you be a telepath? I guess it could, but it could also could just be a spell that she's doing. Now that I'm thinking about it, because there is that moment where Agatha is like, yeah, you can't get into my brain because I have a spell that dispels that. Right, so right. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she's not actually... Maybe they just like misdiagnosed her powers and they were like, you're a telepath. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, actually, you're a superpowered demon witch. Well, I also am like, couldn't you control somebody's memories through reality manipulation, though? I mean, why not? You can do whatever you want. I don't know. So, I mean, I don't have reality manipulation yeah, powers. Yeah, Ryan, why, not? why can't you Mickey answer Mouse this? and be like, Mickey, how <laughs> Mickey, do you control do do the Disney franchise and all these characters that keep crossing over and, and he'll be like, Kingdom Hearts? I don't know. I was just freaking out one day and it happened. <laughs> Sora, I need your help. Yes, yeah, so it's actually, that's what Kingdom Hearts is about, is like we're locking the doors to Mickey's brain because he keeps on breaking up reality. That would be about as good of an explanation as anything else. Where's Donald? Anyway. <laughs> so, in addition to Takeo's reality warping powers, Mastermind also has illusion powers that just go completely haywire in this episode because he's doing his best to manipulate the X-Men and buy himself time to do question mark with Takeo like I don't actually know what his end game is and we don't ever find out and we never will because Mastermind I think is dead at the end of this episode I hope so this is the episode that I was like okay the queer coding has gone too far which often actually does happen in anime where I feel like Mm -hmm. queer coding in like Disney for example and a lot of American uh media will will only be implication it can never be sexual. Or- well, I don't. I mean, yes, there's that sexual moment that he has between Emma, but there's two things in here. Like at this point, we were already like, you know, he, we love his bisexual, like campy, queer coded vibe where he's like flirting with Emma, but it's like kind of rapey, so we don't like that part. But then this episode, he like kind of makes like a pedophilic comment, and I was like, I was like, all right, I'm I'm really over Mastermind, mm-hmm. and this has happened in other animes that I've watched. Um, I do think like that's that happened in like Sword Art Online, for example, and I was just like, this is yeah. when you cross the threshold of it being queer coding to just being like, this is a queer character and they're evil because they're gay, and because they're gay, they're also a pedophile, which is a fake stereotype that's deeply rooted from like forty years ago. Yeah, I don't know if it's happening still in current anime. Like, I haven't seen. I mean, I've seen current anime, but I haven't seen anything that has had that in there. Yeah, and this is what like twenty twelve ish. I feel like it's only in the past five or six years that it's kind of fallen out of fashion that people have started to finally stop having that trope everywhere. Right. And it's like, it's a bad trope. It is tough to watch. It's, it's tough, especially since it's kind of on top of the fact that mastermind has this all male hellfire club and Martian rat seem pretty young. I mean, we don't ever know how old they are, but they definitely scan as teenagers to me. Neuron doesn't. He seems like an adult man, but still, it's kind of like... Neuron is crazy. I know. It, we'll get him. But just the fact that Mastermind has been secretly manipulating this young boy and taking advantage of him, it it does seem rapey. I mean, I don't know. It, it's not good, especially on top of the amount of abuse that Takeo has clearly already been experiencing yeah. at the hands of his mom, which is just... It's like, this kid hasn't even really had a life ever. 
Like, he doesn't even know right. what reality looks well, like. Well, I mean, his mom is not a mutant either. So he finds this other older man. Because, again, the queer coding, this older man who comes in is like, I'm yeah, also who queer. is a mutant. And I can, I can help you. But, like, really, he's just manipulating the kid to get what he wants, which is fucked up. That's also a fake. Well, it's not fake. That does actually happen to to anybody of any gender and sexuality. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just saying that, like, that's part of the queer coding. But it is, it is depressing, though. To have this very flamboyantly queer character be depicted as evil in this way. And also he's kind of gender bendy too. He pretends to be Gene again in this episode very extensively. (laughs) Okay, that's funny. It is funny. But it it, it definitely happened. That whole scene is crazy. I didn't understand what was happening until like a way later. I I, I hope you can explain it to me because I still don't know if I understand. (laughs) Like this this show is, is suggesting that Gene is a ghostly presence that is still alive, perhaps. I don't think it's that. I think that scene later is actually Scott's subconscious coming into play, similar to when you know, Emma went I into his brain. I would think so, but then Xavier also has the same oh, experience. That's right. I forgot about that. Okay, well, you know what? This is an anime. Yeah. And Japan's really into ghosts, like really fucking And also, ghosts, like really the cool original way, Phoenix so. saga, very into Jean never fully being dead and her essence kind of being out there, you know? Like the source material has yeah. this as well. And like- just kind of the concept of Gene's spirit in some form, sometimes explained by science fiction, sometimes not really that well explained. She's just kind of back yeah. for no reason. Um, and this right. anime is kind of capitalizing on that and and just kind of using those, those tropes again, which is fine. I don't really need them to explain it, but that's definitely a part of things is the fact that Gene is dead and these characters are seeing her again. Is it really her? Is it not? And we can talk about that scene when we get there as well. I mean, it's Jean. She's the dark phoenix. She's always dead. Or the light phoenix in this. Do you remember <laughs> at the beginning of this when there was that gravestone that says, Jean Grey, she will rise again. And <laughs> But it's like presented as if she's already done this before. Yeah, it's but like, like, you know how she rises Given the way again. Scott's acting, that's not true. This well, but is like, Scott keeps being like, Jean, come back. Like, as though that's possible, you know? <laughs> and it's like, she's okay, that's just him mourning. dead. Is that like something that you don't believe in? It's interesting. Like, he's crying in the corner. And Logan's like, my dick's right here. Right here. You know? <laughs> uh, Logan is busy hanging out with Hank for this entire episode, though, which is valid. Yeah, they're back to being gay in this. Yep. So this episode opens up with everybody covered in cum and moaning. Mm-hmm, that's like the mm-hmm, first two minutes mm-hmm. of this episode. Because like, that's Marsha's powers. Marsha's powers Marcia's are to become taking his a white cum goo volcano. and wrapped it around everyone. Yeah, they're in like these cocoons and there's white cum goo dripping coons. on their faces. Very... Very sexual, and they're all going, ah, ah, ah. And I'm like, this is some gay homoerotic shit right here. And like, Cyclops, is, Cyclops is free of all this and is just standing there. I don't, know why, I don't know why he's standing there. I think because Mastermind wants to dress up as Gene and manipulate Cyclops. So he's like... Well, that's later. But first, Mastermind goes, just try and sit back and watch. And Cyclops <laughs> is just standing there. Yeah, he's like, I guess And I is just screaming in the background. That is the opening. And then it cuts over to Neuron having like sex with logan and beast yeah like, i don't I, this so is insane. it's almost it's like, like neuron and logan and beast are in another dimension because it's like the colors are completely different when this is depicted like everything is red and are. purple and they're like in a red and purple cave they're yeah there's like silent hill 
It's weird. It's like a tunnel. As though they are (laughs) unable to be seen or perceived by other people. And Logan and Beast are just stuck in there until they get out. No, they are in another room. I guess they are because they may as well be. Whether or not they literally are. (laughs) It almost doesn't matter. I think they literally are in another room now. I don't know how they got there because Neuron was torturing them in the same room. But because later on when they get out of it, they're not there. You know what I mean? They're somewhere else. Well, they walk up at the end. The very end after they get out, they walk over and they're like we're back now i feel like neuron just dragged them into another room to like torture them sexually because what's happening here is that but why did neuron only take these two guys and no one else that's okay that's what i'm saying like it is it's it's i don't know neuron has them in this other room (laughs) logan and beast are both on the ground sit both in doggy style on their knees yeah no no like you're right doggy doggy style. style And they're moaning and they're groaning. And like at one point I was like, what's happening? Because there's like this splooshing sound and it goes to like a front angle of Logan and Beast's face, like doggy position. And I'm going, oh, oh, I was like, that was really loud, everyone. I'm sorry. But like, I was like, did he just like bust inside of them? Like, what is happening? This whole opening is like so sexual because again it's queer coded and they're like you know queers are bad Mm -hmm. you know like so let's make this as sexy and like i I don't know it's like it's really like way more on the nose than a disney film could do because there's no disney film that has like this much covering people and jizz you know what i mean like it's not getting that gross yeah and then cuts to scott and he's getting covered in the white goo and I was well yeah like, because scott finally lifts his hand up to touch his visor and then marsh is like uh, 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 <laughs> and like swats him away with a little cum tentacle well i don't know what scott was doing that whole time anyway he's like staring at them slowly he's like, lifting his hand to his visor guys i have an eye i can look out of it okay also takeo's still in the background screaming that's gonna be the entire episode is takeo screaming and writhing in pain it's like well it's pretty chaotic the room is shattering around them yeah because okay Whatever Dr. Sasaki did, she put this this kid in a room, in a, like a mother brain tube. Yep. Like he, she took a mother brain out, uh-huh. put him inside, yep. and then yep. put him in this room that has like fake blue clouds and like sky around him. And yeah. like, it's shattering. It's, it's shattering. It's like falling apart. It's sad. And also he's hooked up to this machine that was like causing this telepathic dead zone everywhere and everything. She was literally using his powers. Yeah. She was channeling his powers like he was a, a machine. And she was like, I did it for him. Like, what What about that is for him? I don't like, know. I, did. I mean, we, it's, we can get to her explanation later, but basically she's trying to protect him from the world and himself by just kind of keeping him in this weird stasis. She should have just put him in a coma. Like, I don't... I, that would be less cruel than forcing him to be awake. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I feel like she shouldn't have done any of oh, this. Oh, well, obviously not. She should have called Charles on day one. She should have literally just yeah, called I Charles. Yeah, I know. I mean, there, there's a reveal about what happened. I know, and, I and like, none of it makes sense as this... to why she didn't just call Charles Xavier, well, especially yeah, this version of Charles Xavier, who's a pretty good guy. Yeah, it makes zero sense. Because like armor later is like this is really fucked up because everyone thought this kid was dead and like we were all worried and sad that he was gone but it actually just like locked him in the basement so what the fuck dude I mean that's later right now armor's like my hand hurts and she's got like a plasma beam coming out of it it's really funny that armor is like covered in cum in this cocoon and she's just like oh also my hand hurts. We finally find out what caused the bruise in this episode, and it's, like, kind of anticlimactic because, obviously, by this point, I've been assuming that Takeo did something to her hand at some point, and, like, that's why her hand still has this bruise. But also, like... But it's, like, (laughs) kind of the least of her concerns right now to be, like, my hand hurts. Well, right now she's having these flashbacks where she's remembering who he is, and she's, like, Takeo, I remember you. 
And Dr. Sasaki's like, don't release his powers because it will destroy the entire world. And Scott's like, what the fuck does that mean? She's like, I can't explain. <laughs> and then Mastermind finally explains. He's like, Takeo's power is strong enough to warp and twist the fabric of reality itself. And Cyclops is just like, you're out of your mind. Look at him. Like, meaning essentially that this kid is so weak and malnourished that there's no way his power, quote unquote, could be doing jack shit. And Mastermind is like, please, what do you think caused all the mutant manifestations around here? And Cyclops continues to doubt him and is like, that's insane. Well, I mean, well, so what is he saying there? Is he saying He's that saying that he got Takeo, Takeo to manifest like those activating mutants. Activating the X gene? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. It is crazy. And I'm also like, that would make sense if that's Mastermind's motivation. That's the extent to which it's ever spelled out. Because it's like, oh, he wanted all these these people who would have just ordinarily been humans, but were then had their DNA changed by Takeo's abilities to become mutants suddenly. So basically, Takeo yeah. has the power to turn the entire world gay. And it kind of seems like that's what Mastermind wants. I mean, there's no other real reason why this would benefit him that I can see. I think. I mean, I think it benefits us if everybody turned gay. Yeah, but, you're you know, right. Maybe not procreation, but, you know, we can, like... Yeah, we'll figure it out. Turkey basters exist. It's fine. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, we have, like, all sorts of technology to do that now. Yeah, I like so how we're always no like, biggie. turkey basters, like, there's, like, no more professional way to do that in the medical field. We're like, yeah, just get a turkey baster I mean, honestly, out of, like, that the works fucking about as well. cabinet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know, whatever. Um, anyway. I mean, we're not gonna we're not going to find out any more about Mastermind motivation though so there's like an lcd trip happening lcd lsd i just said lcd did you hear that like yeah there's a there's an lcd screen in the background (laughs) of takeo and it's playing a powerpoint presentation about his powers i mean it may as well be like i don't know that she's put a bunch of screens around him Mm -hmm. this is also the scene where mastermind is like i've been praying on takeo this whole time and i was like i'm done with you mastermind that's gross it is like that's really gross he does use the word pray it's pretty gross. Yeah, that if he had said it any other way, it wouldn't have made me feel any better, but that particular usage of that vocabulary is like It's pretty gross. disgusting, it's, yeah. And it's it's like clearly yeah. this young boy and Armor is the one who's screaming at Mastermind to leave Takeo alone and he's in so much pain. Yeah. And Mastermind to Takeo is like, if the pain is more than you're able to bear, boy, break free of it. Destroy everything around you and your suffering will end. And this is where I was yeah. like, why would Mastermind want him to destroy everything around him? Because I don't then even know. That doesn't die? make any sense. Yeah. This is like the Hellfire Club's motivation in Wolverine the X-Men. Where like, yeah, where they we were just like, need we the just Phoenix want the to Phoenix kill to everyone. kill everyone. Like, why, though? <laughs> I don't even know. It would make more sense if Mastermind wanted to turn everyone into mutants. So I'm just choosing to believe that's his motivation. Yeah. Because otherwise it doesn't work. Well, and now Armor's sitting here and she's like, why is this so familiar? I thought she was going to have a flashback to like this whole sequence happening at a different point in her life. Me but it's too. actually just a completely different sequence. Yeah, so. it's just a difference, a totally different scene that's like barely related. I mean, it's a different bad thing that happened to Takeo. Well, no, it's related in sense like this is what made Dr. Sasaki be like, I need to put my son in a tube where he can't ever hurt anybody ever again. Yeah. But it's also like not enough of a situation. Because like he's still the victim in this whole story that causes him to Lash freak out. out with his powers. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. it's also not entirely clear what happens. Uh because it's not clear if anybody died or got really badly hurt. They don't actually specify that. No, I mean, by the way that Armor talks about it, she kind of acts like nobody, nobody died, died and everybody yeah. was like, they think that Takeo died. Like, that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, like, here's the situation. is like, it goes, flashes back to the Sasaki Institute 
when there were still mutants running around. Mm-hmm. And they're all like 10 years old, elementary school age. And Takeo is crying and being bullied. It's winter. There's a snowball fight. Right. Hisako looks sad for him. Yeah. And some kids are, are using their mutant powers to like throw a million snowballs at him. That's just what you do when you're a mutant. I you mean, have all the students gather together and have like a mutant snowball fight, which sounds like... It should have been fun, but it, it clearly got a little out of hand in this scene. Like that's very clear. Well, that's because they were like, everybody, let's beat up Takeo mm-hmm. and... He freaks out and falls to the ground. And I don't really understand what happens. It's like he puts like a shield around him and then all the snowballs turn into fireballs yeah. and explode everywhere. I mean, it sounds like you understand exactly what happened. I wrote down the exact same thing. I think okay, that's, well, that's precisely I mean, what like, happened. I, it was. It's a very quick animation. <laughs> it so is. it's kind of, you have to be like, catch up and like one of those flaming fireballs hits armor's hand she screams my hand and then goes armor mode this is the first time her powers manifest as well as in this moment well i mean i'm assuming they had manifested to some degree before but like i don't know remember when the show began her parents said they had only manifested once but like they didn't have any specifics probably because they were brainwashed after this moment and like don't really know what happened yeah i don't know who fucking knows how many times she did it before they were brainwashed i don't know right and i mean you're making a good point like why are these kids at the institute if people don't know they're mutants yeah exactly they can't just like randomly be there yeah but i don't, I don't know. know maybe they can and so would those fireballs also like explode over to the institute and like set on fire yes and and the building burns down yeah i mean at first when i was watching this i was like damn did takeo kill every single person there who wasn't armor because she can become armor so she's able to evade these snowball fireballs but they don't say that anyone died. No, they don't. I mean, t- he, it lasts like two seconds and then he stops and his shield comes down mm-hmm. and his mom, Dr. Sasaki, is like wrapped around him sobbing and sobbing. And obviously the entire building burns down. I mean, that's not great. I'm not going to pretend this was like a cool situation, but like it definitely doesn't merit the response. No, but like nobody died. <laughs> like the only thing ever, because this is where Armor's like, Takeo disappeared after that. We never saw him again. We thought... He was dead and everybody in the town cried because we liked this kid. And I was like, what are that is crazy to me that you're now revealing that people actually liked Takeo. And then like really what happened is that Dr. Sasaki just pretend like faked his death, brainwashed everybody. Well, technically Takeo brainwashed everybody. She made she says I made him do it. Well, we're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because Armor's like, I can't believe I could remember that date. And I was like, well, Omega class telepaths like myself can alter people's memories. Yeah. That's when Dr. Sasaki is like, actually, I told Takeo he had to brainwash all of his friends and everyone after what happened or else they would come for him. Every, the entire town ha- was brainwashed. Yeah. To forget yeah, that like, the Sasaki the Academy fuck? ever existed, which is part of why yeah. only Professor Xavier remembers it. Um, and they don't think it was existed and they don't remember this kid or anything else. I guess. I know. And like, this is crazy too, because Dr. Sasaki is like, you know, I had to put him in a tube to figure out how his <laughs> she powers had work to. and isolate she him. She had, had to. to do that. And Cyclops, even Cyclops, yeah, Cyclops is like, immediately why the is fuck like... didn't you call Xavier? Like, what the fuck? And Dr. Sasaki is like, I couldn't face him. And I'm like, this bitch. It's terrible. And it's like, that was such an obvious not solution, but first step towards finding a solution. Like, she thought she was so egotistical that she was like 
okay, I can, I'm probably a good enough scientist that I can figure out how to operate on my son and solve all his problems. Not even a mutant. Don't know anything about mutant powers. I mean, Moira did it too. We watched it on the X-Men, the animated series also. That was a whole other situation. When Xavier's like, who's locked in the basement? She's like, oh, don't worry about it. That's just my son. It's (laughs) horrifying. "Uh, Because it's also Xavier's kid. So it's even more fucked up in this scenario because Xavier didn't know this kid existed and could have helped him. And it's like, I just, I don't know. And and Dr. Sasaki just spends years and years being like, I'm just going to keep trying stuff and figure out how to cure yeah. my son, quote unquote. I mean, it has to have been like eight years or something. And like, how is if this kid's living in a tube with no friends, no outside contact, I seemingly no food because he's like malnourished. Like, I'm like, what is she doing to this child? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, he looks so much worse than he did when he was freaking like out with boy. his powers. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's really, it's tragic because it's like there obviously was a solution here and she just didn't want to take it. Uh, there were several solutions. <laughs> like everyone's called her out on it. I know. It's wild. And now so many people have died because of her too. Because she worked with the U-Men and everything too. Yeah, she's fucking awful. I like want her to die. I hope that's how this ends. It probably is not. It's probably like her and Xavier being like, let's work together to raise our son. Oh. But like, we'll see what happens. I hope not. <laughs> I really hope I don't not. Know, Todd, I hope you're having a good time laughing at this, whatever. <laughs> this, I mean, Todd's the only person that in our group that's actually seen this all the way through. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. We can talk about it together on the finale next week. I can't wait to find out what the hell happens to Dr. Sasaki at the end of all this. Yeah, she just goes to hell anyway. So after that extensive flashback where Emma is just giving the death glare to Dr. Sasaki at the end of it, <laughs> we cut <laughs> I over. I loved that. I did like that. Good for Emma. I did like that. We cut over to Xavier's jet, which is still plummeting to the ground and spinning around a thousand times. And who does Charles see in his mind's eye or hear in his ear, I guess, is is Jean's voice. This is hilarious. You're right. It's Jean's voice. But when she popped up, I'm like, is Dr. Sasaki <laughs> reaching out to Xavier? Because like, I thought that's who it was. I thought it was her being like, Xavier, your students are in trouble. I know you can hear me because you're a telepath. Right, right, no, right. No, it's Jean. It's Jean. <laughs> and I only figured that out later when like Xavier's like, it can't be her. And I was like... Wait, it's not Dr. Sasaki. Yeah, it has to it's be somebody be else. Yeah. I mean, the only reason why yeah. I knew it was Gene right away is because I'm now watching this with the subtitles on and the subtitles always include like the character speaking. So it was like saying that it was Gene. And I was like, oh. It'd be, it'd be really funny if it was somebody who was not there. It's like Betsy. <laughs> Xavier, <laughs> your students are in trouble. Yeah, it's just Psylocke showing up. <laughs> it's Gambit. For like that one. <laughs> Gambit. Yeah, Gambit's just like, the students need you. <laughs> Anyway, so Xavier says to himself, maybe that was just a dream. Whether or not it's real, I need to survive this. My team needs me. And Yeah, he does have those anime lines, which is really funny to me. I love those ones. Thanks to Gene's Sailor Moon little pep talk to him. He's like, okay, I got this. I don't know. Where is he anyway? He's like flying around this place like purple tornadoes. It's taking him so long to get to Dr. Sasaki's lab. He is like flying around <laughs> in 16 circles like per nanosecond like above yeah, the cabin. He's still not there no, because like, he doesn't there. show up until the very end. No, he I don't needs know to wait until like the dramatic moment to show up at the right oh my time. God. Like Wolverine style. Fucking Todd lost his mind. I lost my mind. I was laughing so hard at the ending. Yeah, anyway, Takeo is still turning into Legion in the background and like there's all this crazy shit happening with the reality and Dr. Sasaki's like, 
no. <laughs> and Mastermind's just like clapping and laughing. Yeah, he's in the literally clapping and... his hands and he's like, well done, lad. Okay, but I do like the armor gets up and she's like, you know what? You're both fucked up. Yep. Like, both of you are really horrible people. Yeah. I, was like, I love that armor has that line. Yeah. She's like, I really like that. And she's that. like, you know what? I'm going to save Takeo because both of you are terrible. Both of you are supposed to be taking care of this kid and neither of you are. And I'm like so infuriated that I'm going to bust out of Marsha's cum hand mm-hmm. and turn into my armor form, which is enough to like make the splooge like go everywhere and explode off the X-Men. Yep. And Marsh is like actually in pain. Yeah, when he does and that. he's like cowering in fear, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like armor is like standing over him, like, yeah, I'm armor. Okay. <laughs> Don't you cute. love how like okay, armor and Scott team up to just murder Marsh. Yep. That's like straight up what happens. Like this child just killed somebody. Yeah, like literally Marsh dies at the end of this scene. <laughs> like he tries to fight back and Armor just keeps punching him and then eventually like Cyclops shoots While him. While Scott's like blasting him into like nothingness. With you know what I mean? With a death ray. Like it is like, apparently wild. It is a lot. <laughs> uh, but first we got to go back to Neuron yep. who is busy fucking Logan and Hank. In another room. And Hank is like, okay, they're like, <laughs> Like they're it's still on all fours, like moaning and groaning because they're in the bathhouse over here. Well, so here's why I think they're in the same room because somehow Logan is capable of like seeing what Armor is doing, even though I don't know how. You know what it is? They're probably in the hallway walking up to it because I do remember the hallway that Neuron coming out of looking like this entering the room that they're in. So they're probably like right there, or maybe they hear it on their communicators. I feel like that would make just as much sense. Like they can hear Who what's going knows. on. They're just not like right directly in front of them. Right, right, now right. Is what's happening. So Logan says the new kid's doing all the work. We can't lay around all day, Hank. It's time for the vets to start pulling their weight. Okay, like about there, you skip that whole part where like they're on the ground moaning, and Hank's doing a full fucking science explanation of Neuron's powers. And I was like, why are you doing this right now? He's like, <laughs> Neuron's powers work because they go into the receptors of people's body. I don't know, fucking. I like, and Logan's yeah. just like, yeah. And that's why Logan's like, shut up. Yeah. Logan- it's like, I don't really like, care. We just need to kill him so that we can get out of here. And Hank is like, I agree, <laughs> but I don't see how. Uh, and then we cut back to Sasaki screaming as her as um, Marsh dies. Right? Yes, that is. You're right. That is happening. Because Dr. Sasaki's like, I can't My notes are getting increasingly less clear to read. They're, because okay. there's well, like a part where the crazy. floor is literally bending itself upwards yeah. to trip somebody. Like, I don't know. That's the <laughs> kind of crazy shit that's happening here. It is crazy. And like Cyclops is like, all right, Armor, get out of the way. Because I'm going to kill the shit out of Mastermind for killing Gene. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Because this is when uh, the pipes in this shit. I don't know. Like, you're right. What is it even? Like, a bunch of shit is like flying around the room and morphing around i thought it was cables but it's like a bunch of pipes and cables that like takeo is flinging around the room at people yeah and he's like trapping the x-men underneath it he almost kills emma or or armor and then emma protects her and then cyclops runs over to mastermind and suddenly (laughs) he goes somewhere else and it's like he's in a completely different place where Gene is on a cliffside. And he he's doesn't suspect this might be Mastermind's doing. Not even once. Yeah, like Gene's sitting on a cliffside crying. He's like, Gene? I'm like, Logan and Scott, why are you both so stupid? Like, yeah. I can't deal like, with this. Like, all Mastermind has to do is snap his fingers and look like Gene. And suddenly they are like, wait, guys, is that Gene? Gene? <laughs> Is that really you? I, I can't even No, it's it. not really her. You know his powers are illusions, dude. Anyway, this place that he's taking him is like super fucked up. Yep. It's like this red 
place covered in blood. Sky's red. Everything's red. And there's there's corpses everywhere. Thousands upon thousands of X-shaped crucifixes. Where mutants have been crucified, including all the X-Men. So we get to see Zoom in on like Wolverine, Professor X, Storm, with all their clothes torn off sexually while being crucified (laughs) on crosses in this like blood moon universe. And meanwhile, Jean isn't crucified and is lying on the ground with her butt sticking out. With her ass fully in the camera. I sent that picture to you guys and I was like, guys. insane pose that she's in, sobbing. (laughs) And Jean is like, this is your fault. Which I don't understand why or how that could be the case. I don't know either. And Scott's like, oh my God, you're right. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, Scott is like, wow, I can't believe I did this to all mutant kind. He's like, I can't believe I caused the apocalypse. Yeah, and and Gina's like, that's true, you did. Like, what the fuck? Like, at first, he's like, how is this my fault? Like, he questions it for about two seconds. And then Gene is like, it just is. And he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it is. Like, what? It's crazy. <laughs> the future of mutant kind that has been set in motion, that's your fault. All their blood is on your hands. And Scott's like, I can't believe it, but you're right. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then we get a quick cut to, like, reality where Armor and Emma are just staring at Scott like, what is going on with him right now? And Emma's like, he's under Mastermind's control. Emma's in her diamond form, by the way, which yes, is important. She is. she is. Um, And Storm from like further back is like, Emma, try to break through to him. And Emma's like, I can't, not in diamond form. My telepathic powers won't function. And if I revert back to normal, Mastermind could harness my power and turn it on us all. He could create an illusion even more powerful. And Mastermind's like, very astute, Emma. Come on, Emma. Have more faith in yourself, though. Like, you're more powerful than Mastermind. Apparently not. But don't worry, he's going to die. So Armor, like, kind of comes out from behind Emma and is like, all right, we got to fucking kill Mastermind then. Like, she just straight up is like, okay, well, let's kill this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, at this point, she's already killed one dude. Why not? Yeah. Um, and so she tries to run towards Mastermind, but then a bunch of these metal cables, courtesy of Takeo, wrap around her and Storm and Dr. Sasaki and I think Emma as well. And so everybody's You're like right. incapacitated, basically. Meanwhile, Scott is also incapacitated because he's still in nightmare land. Yeah. Which we go back into again just to quickly like rehearse these exact same lines again, which I'm like, I don't know how many times I need to see Gene sobbing telling Scott he ended the world. I don't know. But then it goes back to my favorite part where Logan, this is, this is insane. <laughs> Logan, there's like this <laughs> back with Neuron. It's like Logan and his Hank are still getting butt fucked. Yep. And uh, there's a high pitched noise, which I think it's supposed to represent Neuron. Yes. And like the pain he's inflicting on their brains. Yeah. And Logan's like, okay, so when he puts another like thing in our butt i need you to punch me as hard as you can yes. and beast is like what what and logan's like just fucking do it and hank's like i don't know so logan then taunts neuron and neuron's like all right if you want more torture i'll do it so he sticks more of his like string Tentacle finger things in into his, his body i don't know what the fuck i do not know how to describe it but anyway like hank Hits starts hitting Logan. Yeah. And then he stops. He's like, Logan, are you okay? And Logan's like, I did say stop. (laughs) (laughs) And Hank is like, we don't have time for your sexual fantasies, Logan. And Logan is like, this isn't that. This is a separate thing I'm trying to do. Just keep hitting me. Just keep. This is, I laugh so hard because he keeps hitting Logan and then Neuron's standing there like, I don't even know what's happening. Yeah, like even Neuron is like taken aback. Like Neuron's like, I'm a sadist, but like, I don't know what to do with this level of masochism. Like, I can't even keep up with this guy. Like, I'm already torturing him and he's asking his friend to hit him more like it's kind of funny that neuron is baffled okay this is when logan has 
like another power where suddenly yes! he, he i mean it's his, representing him going feral but suddenly his muscles grow like 10 times the size his clothes all rip off he's his growling. eyes his light eyes up red red i was like what the fuck is happening yeah he gets and like, like a power like, up uh montage yeah and then neuron's just standing there he's like it seems that at logan's has gone feral and now it overrides all the things that i'm doing he's going into a berserker rage and like you know marvel versus capion happens he's like berserker rage you yeah know? which is really funny because neuron has time to like deliver that entire monologue while logan is like in the air flying towards neuron so it's like that classic anime thing where logan's in slow motion but neuron is like saying two sentences during the time that it takes logan to get to him i know and then logan rips neuron apart yep. like he stabs Kills him so many him. times that he's dead and hank just goes five stars <laughs> No, he says my stars, but I wish he said five stars. Oh! <laughs> I thought he was giving Logan a rating on I thought that would dude. be so cute if he was. <laughs> well, he's still killing the shit out of Neuron. Like, like, Neuron's already dead, and Beast, like, goes up and is like, Logan, stop! Because he thinks Logan's out of control. Yeah. And then, Logan turns around... And, like, starts hitting Hank and, like, growling at him and, like, spitting. Well, he doesn't he isn't hit him. He's, like, doing his feral thing and coming towards him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hank keeps like, <laughs> Hank's so funny. He's like, Logan, it's me. Logan, it's Hank. Logan, <laughs> Logan, <laughs> Logan, it's me. Logan. I was like, oh, my God, Beast literally tries something else. I was I like, know, but he doesn't but have any other matter. ideas. It doesn't matter. Why doesn't it matter? Because Logan goes to pretend to stab him, and then he stops, and Logan goes, gotcha. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. And, like, and he, like winks at him, like, and he's like, I, I really had you go in there. And they, like, laugh and hug each other, and it's like, what is going like, on? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, this episode is crazy. I thought that was so funny. And then Mastermind's like, still torturing Takeo, and he's like, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you're all going to die. It's like, okay, thanks, Mastermind. <laughs> thanks for that. And Storm is in the background screaming at Scott to snap out of it, which is like, why yeah. won't why won't no, he? No, because like we're too busy inside like Scott's brain where Gene's like, Scott, you're the reason that everything's wrong. And he's like, yeah, you're right. And then it shows like all the animation from the first episode again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. I don't know what's happening. And then like, that's when like green gene shows up and i was like what's happening there's a second gene and instead of like red fiery phoenix gene we get to see gene in her green phoenix costume showing up suddenly and this is the real one this is the real ghost gene who's like hey yeah um so scott while i'm here you really need to move the fuck on Yeah. That's like how she opens. She's like, I know. Hey, so I am going to save you from dying, but like, first things first, you need to move on. You need to let me go. <laughs> yeah. And, and Scott's like, you're right. <laughs> it takes him a second, though. And like, in the background, Evil Jean is like, Cyclops, don't listen to her. Stop. You need to not move on and you need to keep being obsessed with me. And Scott is like, what do I do? I need you, Jean. And the good gene is like, you need to trust yourself. You're stronger than you know. Also, you have Emma now. So like, and like again, in the background, we have the evil gene screaming. Yeah. It's just kind of like a fun scene where we have evil gene being it like, is. don't leave me. And good gene being like, let me go. And it's like these two conflicting messages merge into like one face. Well, that's why I thought it was his subconscious. But you're right that like she had already gone into Xavier's brain. So like I just had already forgotten about that. Well, I don't know. I think it's open to interpretation, honestly. That's true. But well, whether it's... Scott's own ability or an actual strand of Gene's spirit 
coming out from the galaxy to help Scott in this time of need. I don't know. Or the necklace. That, well, well, so that's necklace. what we get to see at the end of this fucking illusion where Cyclops finally breaks out of it. He's holding the necklace in his hand because he had it in his pocket. I know. He's like, you were always there for me, Gene. I will always carry part of you with me wherever I go in this necklace. And I'm like, it's the fucking necklace. Mrs. Necklace is back. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe that a, kid, that a necklace ended up actually having to point at the end. I was like, I know. okay, whatever. I know. And it is funny that Mastermind is like freaking out. And he's like, well, how come you could tell it was me <laughs> and not and not evil Gene like I was doing? I don't know. <laughs> like, honestly, like if I was in Scott's shoes, I would have immediately known it was Mastermind mind because i'm not that stupid I and mean, so i would hope most people would dude scott delivers a huge fucking anime monologue i don't i didn't write it down but it, it's basically him being like, like i didn't die that day gene did and i need to stop yeah. acting like my life is over because i have to lead the team and then he like does a dramatic pose with everybody behind him <laughs> yeah i know right I don't know. Mastermind's like, I'm still controlling Takeo. And then Takeo's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Takeo fucking kills him. It's pretty great, actually. Well, he wraps more of those like fucking metal cords all around Mastermind until, until we can only dies. see his eye. And then squeezes it. like, And you just hear a crushing sound. You hear Mastermind's like, no! And then it goes crunch, and then he stops. Yeah. Like, it is vicious. I was fine with so. Takeo killing Mastermind, especially well, given what, what happened, but I'm like, you might want to kill your mom too, dude. I mean, I'm sorry <laughs> to say it, but like, yeah, you had right. two torturers and one of them's only been around for nine months. The other one's been around for 16 years. Like, honestly, go live with Xavier. Can't believe I'm saying I that. I can't believe I'm like... saying that either, but I hope that's how the show ends, <laughs> because honestly, this, again, this version of Xavier, especially with Emma around to help out with the telepathy aspect and like Storm is there. Hey, Storm used to have powers that made her really tough to deal with too i mean he's got multiple people who can be a mentor to him right i have some hope for takeo at the end of this show well me too but we'll see what ends up happening but right now takeo blasts out of the mother brain vase and he he's like turning into pure energy there's a purple light exploding everywhere the lab is collapsing and they're like the x-men are like we got to get out of here yeah it's like the end of a metroid game like everything's collapsing how do they get outside as fast as they don't know did they jump up the metroid platforms to get out of there because like they are in a (laughs) sub-basement somewhere and they're like we got to get out and like next shot is them just like outside and i was like okay i guess that was easy like yeah and like the metroid music is playing and like then <laughs> we get a quick shot of like xavier in the x-jet again and he sees like this huge shock wave up ahead yeah he's like what the fuck's happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i apparently just wrote what is even happening anymore in my notes i don't know what that refers to probably the insane visuals that were on the screen at this stage were like takeo was exploding the planet not yet but he's about to yeah well he's turning into a kaiju monster yeah like, he's and so outside. tall yeah and he's like all black and like demonic shaped and i don't even know he he doesn't look human anymore <laughs> he's super fucking tall and powerful oh yeah and there's he's pink literally light a everywhere kaiju monster mm-hmm. i know it's crazy and like scott's like all right we got to take takeo out and armor's like are we really gonna fight him and dr sasaki's like no you can't hurt him and emma's all like you already hurt him enough bitch like i yeah. don't even know like what you expect is gonna happen at this point like i know like th- anything we do is just like nothing compared nothing. to what has been happening to him for his whole life. Honestly, even if he dies, right. it's just putting him out of his misery because he clearly doesn't want to do any of this. I know it's crazy. And meanwhile, like Takeo breaks the sky for a second. Yeah. You, like it's... it shatters and then like repieces together. The world's exploding. Shit's doing that all around them. Yeah, it's so trippy. There's like a bunch of fire and then like diamonds and crystals falling through the sky and like reality itself yeah. is warping. And like 
Cyclops is like, all right, we got to go fight him. And Armor's like, I can't do that. He's my friend. I've remembered him now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, that's fine. Just stay with the doctor. And that's when Xavier <laughs> shows up, Maddie. Okay, I didn't even understand what this was. Like, there's just like a little <laughs> silver pod that suddenly like flies in. <laughs> Well, I mean, the ship blew up, I think. I the guess. other ship. So now he ejected in like a wheelchair escape pod, I guess. And he just like lands it perfectly. Yeah, it's kind of like his flying wheelchair on X-Men TAS. It's like that, but it's silver and it's an escape pod that's like got a cover on it. And so that's why I didn't know it was the flying wheelchair until it landed suddenly in front of all the X-Men. And then it, removes, and then it, it just opens slides up in front of them. And it's just Xavier, totally calm, totally chill, just staring at them. <laughs> And it's like, what the he fuck have is a going? He doesn't have a line. It's so funny. Dr. Sasaki goes, oh, Charles, you're here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I laughed so hard when it opened up and it was Charles. Because I was like, what? I don't know why I didn't looks expect that. That's but the end of the episode. It's so it's funny. Like, I, I'm like, okay, so I guess Charles is going to like use his powers to like put Takeo to sleep probably or something like that. And then like that'll probably help things just as just as a step I don't know. one whenever xavier tries to go into like any of his children like he goes to legion's brain he's like all right i'm here for well. you and like legion's like get the fuck out I know. old man i don't like, know what's don't gonna happen in, in this situation either honestly i mean we're about to find out because we're gonna watch it next week but it's yeah. tough i again this is like the only version of xavier where i'm like so far he hasn't been a dick to people so i don't know what's gonna happen now and i was kind of glad he showed up yeah but uh it's too bad emma can't do it is i guess where i'm going with it like it's too bad emma can't help to well i mean they have to wrap up this particular storyline where dr sasaki hid their child from him for all this time so we have to deal with that yes and he gets to meet his kid who's been tortured for his entire life which it's is... kind of crazy how they really did pull from both proteus and legion's storylines on this it is it is interesting they really did combine them both into one absurdly powerful character yeah I mean, they were both already absurdly powerful. And I think we finally have explanations for almost everything on the show. We have explanations for the memory thing, Armor's hand, the necklace. Is that an explanation? The diamond snow. The diamond snow, you know, with the reality manipulation. We even have like an explanation as to what happened that made Dr. Sasaki be like, this is why I've locked him in the basement forever. It's like, okay, it's all come together. Masterminds said his lines. He's dead. All the bad guys are dead except for Dr. Sasaki. I hope she dies if we're lucky. Still waiting. Still hoping she fucking dies. Yeah, one more episode. Fingers crossed. Like (laughs) somebody like offs her. God, I don't see how she would die though because she's not an aggressor. Physically. I mean, she's an aggressor mentally. So I feel like the X-Men are just going to do the stupid thing and be like, well, I guess she's learned her lesson. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's anime. People die a lot in anime, animes. Yeah. Takeo might die in this. I Let's be real. Might, that is which would a be real really sad, possibility. But it seems entirely possible. Yeah. It would be a very unfair death for him. He really deserved a lot better than this life that he's had. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, this is just some crazy shit going on. So. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to rate the episode. I feel like my only real complaint is that I still don't totally understand Mastermind's motivation. I wish that had been slightly more clear and they certainly had time with all the dialogue he was given. Um, And I feel like I kind of invented one for him that worked, which is just like, we're going to, you know, increase mutants all over the world or whatever it is. But instead, obviously, Takeo just did whatever. I don't know. The only reason he gave us two episodes ago is like he said that he wanted 
humans groveling at his feet. Right. Yeah. So I guess that's part of it, too. It's all very apocalypse, as you said in that episode. It's like, yeah, he's just like, I just want humans to lick my boots. Yeah. He wants my humans pretty to respect boots that I borrowed him. from Emma. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dr. Sasaki's motivation is still extremely clear and it's explained far more in this episode. And I, I thought that made sense, even though it also didn't at the same time. It's very hypocritical yeah and fucking armor got her memories back yep, you know yeah i mean there's a lot that happens this episode it's really all over the place it's crazier it's honestly way crazier than any other episode of this show mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna give it a four though i liked it other yeah, than that's like, where I'm at. a few mastermind complaints that we had about like him seeming like a pedophile and no i think so my on. my only thing is that like it's four out of five because this didn't need to be as compressed as it did mm-hmm. like they could have spread this out in some of those episodes where nothing happened yeah no i agree especially last week's episode where i feel like mastermind was talking a lot but not really actually saying much and also like the two lab techs showed up and instantly died even after we had to explain everything to them it was like a little silly <laughs> in terms of the face. it was a little silly uh i did love the reveal of xavier at the very end of this episode i thought that was hilarious perfect was hilarious. television I mean, like, show I pacing a lot during this yeah yeah right it was like, great all the scenes with like beast and logan on the ground hilarious perfect getting fucked by a really liked that. i was like what? thought that was really funny and charming i mean i i was even laughing at fucking scott being dumb yep, like me you too know, like gene is that really you and it's like no it's not him obviously yeah i'm her i it's not him I'm like, it's not Logan Scott. It's Gene. <laughs> it's Mastermind. God damn it. It's freaking Mastermind. Uh, it's it's wild. Um, and I like Emma having to be in the background trying to explain everything to everybody, although she didn't have to do that as much here as she ordinarily would have to. Emma's fantastic. And her, her boots are amazing, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. So And Hisako got some really cool moments in this as well, where she got to armor up and like she did. punch Marsh in, did. into oblivion. Very cool to see. And cool to see her standing up for Takeo. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of good moments. It's just, it's just a lot. It's yeah. a lot in one go, and it's a late. It's one of those things where it gets kind of chaotic because so much is happening all at once, yeah. and you're just kind of like, this is the first time on this show where I was like actively pausing like every thirty seconds and having to write down what happened and like digest it because I couldn't follow. And I actually rewound like at least four or five times because like I was like, wait, what happened? Yeah. I was like, which. I think that's why it falls in the four out of five category for me is if I have to start rewinding shit to figure out what happened, I'm like, then it wasn't very clear the first time around. Yeah, but it's still ultimately a pretty strong episode narratively and emotionally. And I think a lot of it really worked. Yeah, and we enjoyed it. I think we're probably going to enjoy the finale too. I mean, this is a really strong show. It's great that this is like the, maybe the only X-Men show where like we've gone through most of it and it's the lowest we've gotten it is like three out of fives, but mostly this story has been really good. Good. And it like, you said it wraps up shit like in this episode like it's not like it just doesn't do anything it actually does do stuff between all the gay shit and reality bending lcd trips <laughs> <laughs> yeah so speaking of gay shit i guess we should talk about that There's a lot of gay shit. <laughs> okay, okay, well, yeah, you can much, start with I'd Mastermind. Much rather, I, we don't need to talk about him anymore. I feel like we've said it all. Talking about Beast and Logan is way more fun. 
<laughs> well, that whole scene with Neuron like sexually torturing them is very gay. Like it, it's literally it's so funny too because Neuron is like, "What's wrong with you guys?" Like that's hilarious. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's like Neuron's putting his, like little tentacles in them. They're on all fours. They're moaning. They're, they're sweating. Sweat. I mean, I, that was a, that was a choice to have them doggy style for Absolutely. multiple scenes. Yeah, multiple episodes at this point because they were like that in the last episode too. We just didn't know where it was going, and apparently it was going. Yeah, okay, here. that shot. That's like the front shot of them with the splashing noise mm-hmm. i was like where it's like this beast just looks like over porn. logan's shoulder and they're both moaning and it just looks like it's depicting something else yeah the screenshot yeah, that you right? i was like what is happening i was like this is pretty good like what's that splashing sound also marsh yeah still gay still gay still gay uh... <laughs> r.i.p pouring one out for marsh and for neuron two gay icons uh and i yeah, guess it. we gotta pour one out for mastermind too the whole gay that's true hellfire club yep. R.I.P. They're all dead, and they were all also gay. Logan and Beast together. Yeah. Like Beast getting up after they had that moment where Logan's like "Gotcha," and then they like <laughs> hug and like kiss a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, right. I know. Also, you know, Mastermind dressing up in whatever clothes he cares to, whatever physical appearance. Well, Mastermind, he cares to. we've we've dove into. I feel like yeah. we have this "Who's Gay" section that is getting shorter each week because we just talk about it in the episode. I know, like, but so it's anyway, still fun. Let, to, let's break to down the queer coding while we're right here. Out, so you know, I mean, it's it's just tough because I really like the idea of a character like Mastermind who is gender ambiguous and and constantly you know presenting himself however he cares to in the moment, but then that's also depicted. In a similar way to Mystique, where it's like this character is also a spy or like evil or you can never trust them. And part of what makes them so untrustworthy is that you don't know what gender they really are. Is that really Gene? No, it's an evil Gene who's a man. And like that stuff is also it's all in line with the bad aspects of a queer coded character or like a literally queer character in in terms of mastermind who I would say 100 percent is just queer. Like, I mean, it's it's a queer character in this show when i was on we, we did that podcast for dysology and we we're yes. talking about villains and, and we we're explaining the queer and coding yeah yeah and we used some other references on there and also when i was on the being fan of disney podcast and i it's, was there specifically talking about queer coded characters i kind of wish i had seen this mm-hmm. because i think he is like a really really excellent example of like bad queer coding and how it's damaging yep. in a lot of ways it's not like fun disney villains where we're like most of the time we relate to them and like a lot of the time, queer-coded villains were like, no, we're kind of like, as queers, we relate to them on a, a deeper level. And we we think they're cool and they're actually idols for us. Mastermind is one of the ones that is written to be queer and queerness is bad in a lot of bad ways. And scary. Yeah. And predatory. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And like, he's a great example. And I kind of wish we had him when I was being interviewed on that stuff so he's a good i mean a good tragic example of that especially since he is being shown to manipulate so many of these younger mutant characters who then need to like figure out how to get out of it and yeah that's really sad to see with takeo and everything because takeo is also depicted as this bullied kid who was like trying to fight back at school Poor Takeo. and that is also like a pretty classic narrative. I mean, he's getting bullied by other mutant kids, but that still happens to queer kids too. You know, like that, yeah, that can still 100%. be the case. And it's like mastermind is this character who shows up in his life and is like, Hey, I love your power. I think it's beautiful. And I want you to embrace it for me. And it's kind of too bad that we don't really see 
what led to Takeo kind of changing his mind about Mastermind and killing him. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of nice to see, but it's also like interesting. I mean, I, you know what? Maybe we find out in the next episode. Like, who knows? Like, yeah, that's true. We still have one more episode left. I doubt we're going to see that because I feel like now that Mastermind's dead, they're not going to go back and revisit Mastermind. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, they might. I really don't know what to expect, honestly. I think it's just going to be a kaiju big battle for 20 minutes, honestly. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it could be. I mean, Xavier might turn into a kaiju on the astral plane. I really don't know. I mean, Xavier is going to be involved in the battle next week. So I'm like, all right. I I think it's just I'm going to be inside of his inside of Takio's brain. Mm -hmm. Takeo. Sorry, Takio. I keep saying Takio because like Takio is a character in Magic Users Club. And it's I think it's spelled the same way. And I'm like, just that's like ingrained in my brain. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just say Takeo because it's what they say on this show. Takeo. I know. I know that. But then I write it down and I'm reading it. (laughs) And and I'm like, like, it's Takio. Takio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Takeo. Well, anyway, you got anything else, or should we head on into the plug section? We should head on on the plug section before Pluggy arrives. Oh my god, it's been so long since we've even mentioned Pluggy. It's spring now, so he's going to come back because it's when I open up the windows that he can get in here. I know it's just not really great nice because, out, like, though. that's when the windows are open and like people in the neighborhood can hear Pluggy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god so mutantages.com sciencescene.net however you want to get to our website where we host all of our podcasts and also include references to all the different ways that you can contact us which you should do because we're going to do a listener feedback episode very soon after the finale i think we're going to go ahead and do that yeah which means more mutantages the comic book is going to come along hell yes you gotta listen back to all the other listener mails if you want to know what we're talking about when it comes to that um so we have an email <laughs> address which is the mutantages at gmail.com please write in tell us what you think about the anime and we will answer your questions we have a discord server that you can join we have a voicemail inbox which is one five oh eight. 319-1668 and we have a PO box where you can send us physical mail which we usually open on our YouTube channel by the way the address for that is PO box 3344 Natick Massachusetts 01760 and we're all over social media we're the mutant ages on every platform ever I'm also <laughs> on some of those yeah. as Mitty Myers and so are you yeah I'm Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan Pagella on Instagram those are, I think those are like the two main socials I use that are public. So mm-hmm. I feel like I, one of these days we got to figure out TikTok. Like we got a TikTok for mutant ages and I've got a personal TikTok. But you know what? TikTok may not exist in two weeks. Who fucking knows? Yeah, I know. Uh, let's just use that as a timestamp of when we're recording this. Jesus. <laughs> I, you never know what social media is going to exist or not. I do remember like a month ago we were like, maybe Twitter won't be here anymore. It's like, this is just the war on social media at this point. So. I know. But you know what? We're the Mutant Ages on all social media platforms and for that very reason. also on YouTube, we're the Mutant Ages, where Maddie, That's as true. she said, you can watch us unbox videos over there. And uh, unbox videos, unbox our P.O. Box stuff over there and play mm-hmm. X-Men video games, which people have been asking about, which means it's probably about time we actually played another one. <laughs> I know. I know. We got to figure out the scheduling on that one. We will. Yeah. It'll happen. We also have a variety of ways that you can financially support the show. We've got a store. I put a link to our Teespring store in every episode description. And we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the mutant ages, where we have bonus episodes. We talk about Marvel movies, DC movies, TV shows, specials, also whatever other movies we feel like talking about. Usually it's science fiction or horror stuff. Sometimes it's not. We got a lot of bonus apps, though. You can you can check all those out. Um, and our highest tier Patreon supporters get a shout out on the show. 
That's right. And I don't really have any good voices I'm going to do for this week. So I'm just going to say shout out to Samuel B and Soren B for being our top tier Patreon supporters. We appreciate you. We thank you for continuing to support the show. This is a listener supported show. We don't have ads. We're not part of a network. So anything that you can do to help keep us going is always appreciated. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. And if you can't afford to support the show, but you love it, then please give us a rating or a review because that's how people find the show. Or you could just share it on your personal social media. That's another great way for people to find it. Uh, We're going to be almost done with the anime, or at least this season of it. We're going to watch the Wolverine one next. So great time for people to hop on board. They could listen back to the anime episodes. I feel like we always get new listeners in between a season or in between a show. Uh, So yeah, it's always a good time to share the show with somebody else and tell them to hop on board the mutant bandwagon the mutant ages hell yeah um so that's it we'll see you next yeah. week for the finale everybody the finale and we'll have todd back on the show Yay. which means it's going to take us at least two hours to cover 20 <laughs> minutes know. because todd, not because of maddie but because todd and i like spiral so fast well so. i feel like there's going to be a lot to say about the show so i'm glad todd will be here to help us get through it emotionally that's true that's true but we won't be doing full wrap up on the anime until after we've completed the wolverine, wolverine. anime and also apparently two episodes uh Blade and iron one man. on iron man and one on blade because wolverine's just randomly there for one episode it's not so. random wolverine has dated all these characters <laughs> that's true totally wolverine logical. has dated everyone in the marvel universe which is why he has amnesia and he can't remember any of them mm-hmm. so like except for emma because they have not dated and emma's like i would not date this neanderthal so <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. See you next time. The mutant ages.